Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacks' Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. Man like Mo. Full furnace. Come on. Full furnace. I'm Girl. back, people. Best half of the furnace is back. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Did you miss me? You're, you're a third. You're a third. Man I said third. best half. Yeah. Like, I'm Mo the and best I, half. Even. You're a third. Best half. Yeah? You know, yeah. if I wasn't being humble, I'd say three quarters. How about that? So, you're lucky I'm, I'm humble. Yeah. Uh, the lesser third. <laughs> cool, yeah. Yeah. Who's in the hot seat this week? I think it's me, you know. I haven't been in the hot seat for a minute. Okay. Oh. I know last yeah, week Peter on. and I went back to back. Yeah. But I don't I think before that it was it was one of you two. Well actually following <coughs> uh following Rob's uh Rob's suggestion last week, what did you think of the last episode? It wasn't me because I was back. in the last episode. No, I was saying for Rob. I was saying for Rob, yeah. What what did he think of the last episode? The piece of it was we... good. It was, what was good. Your, what was your favorite um, part? <laughs> uh, when you're talking about Demi Lovato and her and her transgender, uh, is, is he transgender or is he non-binary now? She says she's non-binary. Ugh, <laughs> it's a sad, sad one. People just be looking for acceptance in all the wrong places. Looking for places to fit in, and this this isn't what's going to make you fit in, (laughs) because we live in a world where when you try and become too different, the world just hates you more. So if anything, you try and become as normal as possible. But you know, yeah, cool. All right, so Mo's in the hot seat. Yes, sir. Um, so my sorry, not sorry today. It's not necessarily uh, biblical. It's It's Nollywood. It's from whatever Annie was watching on Hollywood. If you had 10 seconds to impress a lady virtually, what would you do? Depends on how well I know her um, and where I know her from. If, if she's the gold digger, I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just drizzle money for the whole 10 seconds. What money? I'll, I will borrow. I will find money. I will do whatever I can do. And I'll literally just write that my money can't finish. Money can't done. Just drizzle the thing for the 10 seconds. If she's a gold digger. If not, if if she's like a little Christian girl and everything's there, man will just start reciting Bible verses. You know, the ones there, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. that he, yeah, all, all of them things there. Or, or maybe I might drop it like, oh, I can be your Boaz. Hey, are you mean? I will be your Joseph. Your Joseph. Like just dropping all of them bars there. Um, I don't know. I, I would. I would. If I had ten seconds, I would have done my research beforehand. If I was hitting the gym, I may have like lifted up the top and them things there. But that can't run right now. Um, <laughs> I'm even gonna lie. I don't know. It, it, dep- it depends on the vibes. It depends on the girl. Um, all right. So give give me like a character description, and I'll see if I can do something. Speed dating random person. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'll, I'll say to her, tell me about your day. I want to hear about your day. Because girls like to be listened to. <laughs> <laughs> all I'm going to say is, mar- I'm, all I'm going to say is, Moses, it's a good thing you're married. <laughs> I'm back matting. I didn't have to do no speed dating stuff. Game has expired. Fam. Nah, cool. It's, it's a fun one. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting one. But yeah, there you go. All right, my question for Moses is, is there a biblical basis on how Christians should go about interpreting dreams? So I've actually seen quite a few books that um, present or try to present um, biblical references for different things in your dreams. So it's almost like a biblical encyclopedia for dreams. Um and there is some some benefit in that to kind of look at how dreams have been interpreted throughout the Bible and how different things have referenced different things. Um, but I, I am quite hesitant with those stuff. I do recognize that there, there are times when they do come in handy. I am quite hesitant about them because it, it does seem almost formulaic and it doesn't... Um, it, I haven't personally gone through them, but my initial thoughts is that it may not um reflect um god's uniqueness in that he may like god may give you a dream about x-men but know that you like you associate different things within the x-men of different characteristics or whatever and use that to tease out different things um as opposed to almost like giving you a pharaoh type dream or whatever where in terms of Joseph and Pharaoh, where um, there are seven heads of grain which were plump, and there was another seven which was gone, and stuff like that. So he may not necessarily follow those trajectories, um, but it may be something a bit more nuanced and tailored to you. And I don't know if there's room in those in those those encyclopedias and dictionaries for those things. Um, so yeah, but that's based on me not having engaged with them personally haven't seen them and heard of them um so i don't i don't have any concrete but there there is something like that already out yeah if if i could expand on what even more said because with when it comes to like dreams and stuff like that it's very subjective and it's very Mm. personal to the person having a dream and so like mo said i think it can become dangerous to have any sort of formulaic thing but i'd even extend it to even symbols and signs like they can become formulaic if you always say A is always representative of B because sin always brought suffering, except for in the case of Job, where he hadn't done anything wrong and it was God. And so you see, like, if if there's always going to be, if you're always going to associate A with B and keep it so strict and stringent, especially for subjective things like a sign or subjective things like a dream, it's dangerous, uh, I'd always say. And I think the best interpretation is always going to be going back to God and yeah. asking for the Spirit for confirmation. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd say, um, like, as soon as, you, as soon as Peter mentioned that, I was reminded of the Urim and Thummim um, mm-hmm. from the Old Testament where that there, was, there was a clear distinction and a clear use of this thing where it's like, this is its use. Yeah. Um, where dreams aren't quite like that. Um, 
dreams aren't quite objective in that this this is what this means yeah um yeah so it's a bit different in 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 trying to engage with dreams from a from a concrete absolute um because two people interpret the same dream differently based on nuance and their backgrounds and stuff so yeah there's there's it's helpful but um i'd almost see it as like stabilizers helpful to a point but um the idea is to be able to cycle the idea is to be able to actually seek god and what he's saying as opposed to relying on these things um yeah yeah. And just quick, just quick follow up question: Like, how does the Christian know when the dream is from God, uh, or just the dream is coming from the Chinese ear last night? I think, um, firstly, I was saying there is absolutely no harm in taking every dream you remember to God. Mm. So it, it literally could just be: I had a dream I was playing football. You may think that that's trivial, um, but there's no harm in just saying like, God, is there something that you wanted to speak to me about? Mm-hmm. Um, as you build up that familiarity in terms of, right, this is something that God wants you to, um, to talk about. The, the more that you're able to develop your relationship with God and developing your relationship with God is, is through interacting with him and bringing things to him that you may necessarily, you might not think is relevant, you may think is trivial. Um, but still being in that constant dialogue with him through his word, through prayer, through community. Um, um, and in doing that, you'll get a greater sense of how and when God is talking to you. Um, and so even taking trivial things to him should help you develop that engagement with God and to be able to readily recognize when he's trying to bring something to your attention. Yeah. Well, I'm happy with that. You happy with that, Peter? Yeah, yeah. Nothing cool. to add there. All right, let's go on to the topic for today. Okay, this one's going to be a bit different. We're going to put our creative hats on. We're going to put our, our fan hats on. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So I don't know if you guys know, but the Demon Slayer movie came out in the UK this week. And I had the privilege of going to watch it. Is it, it only on cinema? Uh... Legally, <laughs> I was I was asking about like Netflix and stuff. But... Oh no 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 no! I, I think it's a bit too new to come out in, in Netflix. Well, it's it might not... it might hit Netflix though because Netflix have Demon Slayer, don't they? Yeah, they've got season one, but I think yeah. season two just dropped. Season two, uh, no, they haven't season... got season two yet. Season two is yeah. coming. Season two, oh, okay, it's coming. Right. Yeah. yeah. So when they get the movie eventually, yeah, they had the they had um, Attack on Titan season. And I was like, oh, cool, season two, fam, Attack on Titans on like season three or four. And they still only got season one. Now I'm here like scratching my head, should I get Crunchyroll? <laughs> but yeah, I went to go and watch Demon Slayer, the movie. It was, it was wonderful. Like legit, almost a perfect anime movie. Like almost perfect. Literally all you needed was like 10 to 15 seconds more of footage in one scene. It would have been perfect. It was amazing. Like, I can't even sing the phrases high enough. But anyway, like the way it, it, it was done so well, you know. And um, you know, one of the the characters that he, that he introduced was like one of the top demon slayers, the fire um, Hashira Rengoku. He's so fire, literally. 
figuratively. And no so spoilers, I was just, though. No, oh, no, 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 no. That's all I'm saying. That's that's all I'm saying. He oh. he was and like usually I don't like fire characters because I feel like fire characters is like overdone, but I liked him. Um, and then and then it just got me thinking. Um, you know, we 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 all like anime, we like books, we like cartoons and stuff. So I just want to ask um, to you guys, what makes a character good? Ooh. Oh, okay. Or like, what makes a, a character compelling to you personally? Do you know, what? I, I I can I can start first because for some reason I was thinking I was thinking not about this question, but I was thinking along the lines of characters and anime. Um, and when um, Bleach first started, Itigo was a strong character. There was a real sense of like. Um, a loss that drew us, that drew me into having empathy for him. And like that there was a sympathy and just like, I want to see this guy win. I want to see this guy push beyond what's going on. And then with Rukia kind of coming into the situation and passing on her Shinigami powers onto him and then seeing all of that madness there made me start to sympathize with Rukia as well. So there was a deeper investment into those characters. And then obviously characters kept on being introduced one by one. And then there was a real sense of background and a grounding to them. But but where it started to unravel is how Ichigo became everything that was in the anime. Like yeah. every new arc, Ichigo was it. And I'm just like, bro, now it's just overdone. He's just overpowered. He he's everything. And I think. He is no longer someone that I could almost relate to or empathize with. I was just like, bro, like, what your visor as well, what your hollow as well, what your this is your fam, you, you got Quincy blood in you. How you mean? <laughs> like, you're everything in this damn anime. Like, I can no longer relate to you. Um, and it's not, I'm not saying relatability because like their powers and stuff is something that you can't relate, but the humanity in it. Um, and I think that's what that's what even makes um, Naruto still a strong character for me, even in Boruto, because there's a sense in which you see him struggling from Naruto all the way through, and he hasn't quite lost that. Like the village is still his family, and even though he's sacrificing it, he was at the beginning sacrificing his own family to take care of the whole village. As a father, I can see that trajectory where you love what you're doing and you can almost sacrifice your family for that. And so it still retained the human element. Um, and there was still something that allowed me to sympathize and empathize with him. Um, that, that is what I think creates for me a strong character when there is always an element that allows me to empathize, empathize with him and like almost think how it would feel to be in this guy's shoes um even like uh what's it um i think his name's deku um from broken the hero yes shout out to deku Midiora. it's like he had didn't have a quirk by some strange thing he's got a quirk and he's like trying to figure it out he's trying to and i'm just like yo like like 
not that I'm going to get a quirk or anything like that, but there's something there that almost allows him to be relatable. Um, I guess it's yeah. almost like wanting to be something, but not having the tools. Um, yeah. But still wanting to be anyway. And it's like what you want is just slightly out of your reach and still like trying to reach for it. It's like, and I think that's why Mandem will relate more so to Naruto than Sasuke. And that's what that's even why I relate to um Rock, Rock Lee. Out to Rock Lee. Come man's like, all right, but like I ain't got no ninjutsu, I ain't got no genjutsu, taijutsu. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna nail this thing right down. Yeah. Rockley could have been like one of the like a perfect character, but yeah. they spot his character arc in that he never got to fight Neji and, and, and show that you know hard work beats being a genius. Mm. And even the way Neji died, Neji's character yeah. arc, he could have had a sick one. Yeah, it was it was Michael a killed with a stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael got split to a died. <laughs> Peter seems very contemplative right now. Yeah, so I'm I'm, so, I'm trying to filter down. So I'm literally trying to make a list of all the sort of characters I consider like heroes and, and the ones that mm. I love, and try and filter them down to what elements make me love them. And are we? Are we? Sorry, are we? Even, are we just talking about anime or just no, characters no. in general? Um, it, it could be any medium. Yeah, I'm even thinking. I'm I'm even thinking Rambo from First Blood. Hmm. It's like, yeah, but Peter, I'll, I'll let you go because I've, I've. Yeah, so so. Can you more time, Peter? Well, no, I was I was just thinking. It, it, I've I've got. They need to have like a cause or a principle. Mm. They need to have heart, and then they need to have flaws, and like I'm trying to think through all of them, and I can see those in all of them. They'd have a cause, or they'd have a principle that you know, I'm gonna be Hokage or. Um, Someone, even someone like Beverly Hills Cop, because that's that's what I was thinking about as well. Um, Axel Foley has to get the bad guy. He has to get the bad guy. John Wick, <laughs> he has to. <laughs> you don't kill his dog and then walk away. <laughs> he has to have heart, regardless of everything that Axel Foley was going through with being turned down by his commissioner, the you know getting tangled in you know big crime stuff like that. Those things wouldn't stop him. John Wick was getting beaten up left, right, and center. <laughs> that wouldn't stop him. He would get hit by cars. That wasn't stopping him. And then flaws. John Wick again opened up the box again. Like he he wanted to turn away from that life. He opened up the box. He he had to take revenge. Axel Foley is a joker. Um, Naruto again was number one knucklehead. They have flaws. And I think those three things, a principle or a mm. cause, heart, not giving up, and flaws. I, 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 maybe I'm a bit too early to say, but that's what I sort of think makes a, a really good character for me. And I was even thinking biblically as well, like Gideon, the same sort of thing. He had a cause. All right, God said I should go and do this. He had heart. And even when he was scared, he was like, okay, I'm going to go and do this under the cover of night because I'm scared. Mm. And he had flaws. He was scared. And that makes him like a really great character for me. So, yeah, that, that's what I think it is. I think for me, it's... Um, it's almost like a character's overall arc. So I like okay. being able to see 
where they've come from and, and how where they've come from has molded them who they are today. Mm. And then being able to see or even dream about where they, they, they'll end up in the future. Mm. And I think and, and I think that's why um, something like Bleach works so well because you're always, you're always anticipating what someone's bankai could be. Mm. You know? mm. And when the bankai came and then they said next week, you're excited. <laughs> you, mm. you're, you're waiting Facts. until that next Facts. week. Um, and an example that comes to mind is someone like um, Jason Todd. He, like, he, he will, he'll forever be my favorite Robin. You know, He went from being a Robin to dying, to coming back to life, to wanting to seek revenge because Batman didn't kill the person who killed him. Uh, and then him just going off to pave his own way. Um, yeah. And just like seeing how everything, like see, seeing how every step brought you to where you are. Um, and then you have like all the potential in the world um, and that's why like when you, you're like rock Lee's and your Nijis, it's almost a shame because you saw the potential for what they had to be mm. and then they never got to fulfill it and, mm. it even, and it wasn't even like they got to not fulfill it in a fulfilling way side man <laughs> sidelined I think and what, one thing in, in both of these explanations there are definitely things that um, so I think I vibes more with Peter's one than um, than Robert's one, and it's not so much because it's, it's not, but it's not so much because there's any flaws in it, but more so a character grabs me, and I'm invested in seeing how they turn out, um, as opposed to the whole arc then grabbing me to see how they turn out. But it's almost the back, the the depth to the character is what kind of grabs me and seeing the character's determination. And so Naruto just seeing him like wanting to be loved and wanting to be liked, even in the face of like everyone kind of ostracizing him and stuff and constantly doing things to be that center of attention. And then seeing him training by himself um, and like getting failing abysmally, but still training, still putting in that work to when he stole the cloning scroll um like all of that just to put himself in a place where he can be with people um and then kind of becoming the hokage which then also obviously like with the hashirama not hashirama the the original two shinobi if you haven't watched the real this man first you know has been out for a minute if you haven't watched it and this is spoiled, that's, that's on you <laughs> Um, the original two who Naruto and um, Sasuke almost descend from. It makes sense in terms of that. Um, but I think that there was an investment that made me want to find out how they developed as opposed to their development then making me investing into them. Um, but it reminds me of something called a hero's journey. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it. But it's like a story principle um, where the, a character, through, within the story, a character take, uh, goes through like a hero's journey. And what happens is we're introduced to the character um, within the first act and they, they set up like this character's background and everything that has to do with this character and where the character is. But then towards the end of the first act, there's a sense of something greater. There's a sense of something more. 
awaiting this character. And then the second act is very much this person going through a set of challenges to discover what this greater thing is. Um, and then normally there'll be, there'll be like one climax um, where he kind of gets a glimpse of it. He gets gassed. Everyone else gets gassed, but there's a mad setback that pushes him back. Um, and then tension starts building up again towards the third act, which is the last last act. And then he has to actually face himself, realize his potential and accept his potential. And that normally happens in the second climax, which is at the first part of the third act. And then everything kind of declimaxes um, with the hero now being transformed into fully embracing who he is or who she is. Um, and if you like the film that comes to mind immediately is Moana because my daughter's my daughter loves Moana, but it follows this three act sort of stage, and you see <laughs> my wife just got home. Um, and you kind of see her, you see Moana being introduced, and towards the end of the first act, she has this sense of there is more, like the sea is calling me, there is more to what I'm meant to do than just living on this on this island. Um and as she accepts it, she goes out, but then there's a madness that happens in the sea and then she comes back. Um, I'm not going to spoil the whole storyline, but <clears throat> the first climax, so there's a mini climax before the second act. And then in the second act, she finds Maui. They go to the island and then they get cast away. And the third act, they finally go back and she obviously does what she needs to do. But throughout all of that, you see the struggles, the internal struggles, and how things kind of play out to help her recognize who she is. And she goes back to the village, um, like the hero that she is, having restored not just the village, but the land. Um, yeah. So it just remind, it reminds me of that journey. And I think the reason I presented that journey is long-winded, but it's with what Robert mentioned is almost like having a sense of the entire journey the way that i'm i'm understanding anyways is almost having a having a sense of the journey itself before i'm invested into the character no i think i i think it's more finding a character that you like and then wanting to find out their journey okay yeah so like so this was like someone like itachi itachi was sick the first time you seen him he was smoking um but then seeing where he came from it makes you appreciate him as a character even more. But then unfortunately, by the time we, we, we get that, the journey is finished. So we can't even say, oh, what about what, what can you do in the future? But yeah. Um, just want to next ask, who is your favorite character of all time? Or like, which character do you think has the best story, character arc in any medium that you've ever consumed wow mm. no one say goku no one say goku because <laughs> i think that that would be a cop out um, all right you, you guys take your time um i've got my answer uh, already mm. so okay. um it's from a book series called um the grant county series it's a like detective um series of books by um an author called karen slaughter Mm. And the um, character is a police officer called uh, Lena Adams. So Lena Adams is a twin. 
um, her twin sister got blinded um, when they were like, I think, four or five years old by their uncle who was a drunk who, who, who they had to live with because their mother had abandoned them. Um, she grew up to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had so many madnesses happen to her. Um, and like because of and because of like her upbringing, she she she, she had to become very tough, very, very hard, very quickly, um, to be able to survive, survive in the world. Um, but despite that, she gets kidnapped by uh by a religious fanatic who like pins her to the ground, um, like crucifix style, mm. and um she and she she, she like develops Stockholm syndrome for him, mm. um. And then after that, um, she gets impregnated by like this white supremacist Nazi person, which is crazy because she's like a Latino woman, and and yeah, and and you can see and like in this purse, um, in, in all of that, she's got like this ex-boyfriend who was like really nice to her, but she but she didn't know how to like accept niceness, so she was like go away, <laughs> and. Yeah, like even though she wasn't the main character of the story, just seeing her her story in it, it was the most intriguing to me, just because of all the ups and downs and development and her highs and her lows throughout the series of books. It was great. It was amazing. Shout out to Lynn Adam. Mm. I'm torn. I'm really torn. Um, Peter, have you got yours? I do. So, <laughs> it's, it's hard to say of all time because I can think of like three in different mediums, but mm-hmm. my favorite biblical character, Gideon. We'll do biblical last. We'll, we'll okay. have a biblical so like give you but, over two. So favorite literary character, Sherlock Holmes. Ooh, and then when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to anime and uh, like uh, manga, my favorite is actually I don't think a manga that you guys may have even read. It's called um, Karate Shukoshi. Karate, Karate Shukoshi. Konihata, uh, Kohinata Minoru, and it's I I think I I think he's my favorite character because it's it's a manga about Kyokushin Karate. Obviously, they don't call it Kyokushin Karate, but the kanji and everything, and his journey very very closely mirrors mine. Like he's got he's got he wants to be a, a karate champion. He's got heart. He gets beaten up. He keeps failing, but he keeps going. And he's a bit naive. He's a bit like emotional. He gets, you know, gets disheartened easily. Did but Peter like, say he's a bit like him? He's a bit emotional. Uh, I, I, I said it mirrors me closely. Yeah. So not not entirely, but yeah. No, I just really love that manga. And I really love that character. Um, so yeah, those are my well, those are my I guess favorite two. Sherlock Holmes because you know Sherlock Holmes and. You know, I like the fact that he's motivated by the arrogance of criminals and yeah. that the idea of a criminal doing something, thinking, oh, I'm going to get away with this, or the idea of the bully thinking, no one can get me for this. And he's like, I'm going to get you. So I've never read any of the Sherlock Holmes books. Does he like, yeah. does, does this character develop throughout the books? Yes, yes. In, 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 in ways, through his relationship with um, Watson, you Not see him, yeah, because he's essentially. I think he would have is it Asperger's syndrome, like where they mm. don't have the best sort of social um, mm-hmm. awareness. Yeah, but he develops through his relationship with Watson, 
um, through his brother and, at, and interestingly enough, through his arch nemesis, uh, Moriarty. Yeah. You see, you see developments in his character, him becoming more human, if you will, uh, more empathetic um, uh, quite well. Yeah. And, and then, it, I mean, it depends on if you consider it canon or not, but after Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, uh, Doyle the few books written afterwards, he was portrayed more funny, more humorous. But they're like, that's not really who he was. That's a second mm. writer. So, yeah. But no, he does develop. He does develop. But for me, what I was drawn to is his cause, his, you know, his relentlessness in pursuing that cause and then the flaws. You know, he didn't care about emotions or people. I love that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. But, yeah. Um, I think mine, yeah, this, this is hard. I think film. Sherlock Holmes was going to be one of mine, but for film, um, like, you know, you like the, so oh. so the, the yeah the for film Sherlock Holmes was going to be mine. So the the one with Robert Downey Jr. Okay. I love the way he portrayed the character, and even there's a Sherlock Holmes series on Netflix. Um, Is it Elementary? I don't know. Um, was it the one with Cumberbatch? Yes. Oh, that's oh, okay. Um, is that on Netflix? Because that's a BBC yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 So oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. There's like four seasons. I think all the seasons are on it. Um, yeah. That that is my favorite um, live action portrayal. Yeah. Of Sherlock Holmes is the Cumberbitch one. And Cumber- it's Cumberbitch. <laughs> <laughs> <Say Cumberbitch. laughs> yeah, yes, he did. <laughs> no, because that's what that's what you know. You got the barbs for Mickey. Apparently, his fans are Cumberbitches. <laughs> but yeah, no, the Cumberbatch one. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I, I really, I really like that, um, and I think even with the Robert, Robert Downey Jr. one, what I really liked as well was the way that the film feels, mm. as opposed to the, uh, in addition to the character as well. But I think there's who who's watched Paid in Full. I've For watched it. Time. I can't remember it. Yeah. So when I was in secondary school, I think Paid in Full was eighteen, I believe. Mm. When I was in secondary school, I used to watch that film every night. Mm. Um, like over summer, I would watch it every night. And um, Ace, Ace Boogie, like that that character, that central character of the guy who was in proximity to all of these things, but was still naive. And then he kind of steps into it and becomes like the kingpin, but he's still not built for that world. Even even how high he climbed into it, he still wasn't quite built for it. Um, and by some strange um, sequence of events, things go south, and he he steps out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's almost like it's it's almost like a hood Scarface, if I can compare it to that, without the main guy getting killed at the end. Um, shout Scarface. So I, I would say um, Ace from Paid and Fall. Mm. Um, Anime-wise, I'm I'm torn. I, I I do like an anime character who always sees the good in people, regardless of how things have gone bad. And one character like that is Yo from Shaman King. Shout out to Yo. Yo, what's like whatever situation people are going through, he's always willing to see the best in them. Um, there's another one. I can't remember where the anime is from, but 
there's another anime I'm just like he's always just calling out the, the good in people. Um, but then there's a flip side. Um, uh, it's just eluded me. Um, to- Tokyo Ghoul. The okay. main the main guy from Tokyo Ghoul. I've Kine- forgotten his name. Kenichi? Yeah, yeah. Kenichi. Yeah. Yeah, Kenichi, yeah. yeah. He, I, I, yeah, the yeah. fact, the fact is, if I was turned half ghoul, yeah, man's turning cannibal. I'm, fam, I'm, I'm doing a madness. I'm doing what he's doing. Because mm. he even, yeah, he even had a compassion for the lady that turned him ghoul. Yes, yeah. he, he, he actually fancy. I think he fancied her, not knowing that she was a ghoul. And then when he thought he was about to get things and that, it just went south. Um, but yeah, it's like if if again no spoilers, but in the newer episodes, he like leads this revolution and stuff. So he's gone from a human who then becomes a goal to trying to find his purpose and then things there to like leading a revolution to try to unify goals and humans mm-hmm. and to have them living in harmony, which I don't necessarily think is a good idea because humans are food for goals essentially. Um, but yeah, just thinking about that, um, because that is something that I would have done. Can I throw in a curveball? Mm. So, which character has most influenced you? Like, maybe personally, in what way? Um, and, and yeah, which character has most influenced you, and in what way? So, it could be in your style, it could be in your personal, um, Code, whatever, or what characters of influence you the most? Mm. Well, as you guys think, I can give mine. So I know <laughs> style-wise, <laughs> most influenced by Axel Foley from Beverly Hills Cop. There, and it's one particular thing. It's the three-quarter pulling up your jacket <laughs> and your shirt three-quarter. So yeah, so you've got he does half, that a lot. It's not all the way up to your elbow. Yeah. I that's that's me and it's entirely because I watched Beverly Hills Cop when I was about eight. Um Ryu, Street Fighter, mm. is definitely sort of my, my has influenced like my wanting to be a martial artist and also my not caring if I'm talented or not. It's just like I'm going to train, I'm going to train, I'm going to train. And that's all there's about there is to it. That's all I need to do. That's definitely Ryu. Yeah. The first one that came to mind for me, um, <laughs> so there's this manga called A Town Where You Live. Okay. It's, 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 it's like a romance drama, slice of life. Thing. <laughs> Yo, this, it was, this one was, oh, it was crazy, bro. Anyway, so there, there was this thing where the main character was like chasing after these babies, but she was going out with some other guy. <laughs> And um, and I think that because she was with the other guy, the main character wanted to be friends with the babes. Like, oh, if I can't have I at least be a friend. And then, like, another character came and said, bro, don't be friends with the babes when that being friends isn't all that you want. Mm. And then when I heard that, I was like, oh. <laughs> and so, ever since then, anytime a babe was like, yo, Let's just be friends. I said, no. <laughs> you could go over there. <laughs> Stress though. Is that any babes or is that just the babes that you want more with? Yeah. 
any babies that, yeah. that that I wanted more with, yeah, yeah. because yeah, trying to pretend that being friends is just enough of a baby that you want more with, it's painful, you know. Mm. But I will do it because I want to be the nice guy. These times she's getting chopped by the other guy that he, he might, he might be treating her bad anyway. But <laughs> why does it always have to be a hoe, though? It does, does have to be a hoe, but it's like a trope. It's, it's it's like a trope in real life where the bad guy gets the girl who treats her bad, and, and then she'll go and cry to the other guy. Even though she won't give the other guy um, time of day, even though he's got more characteristics that she's looking for. But, you know, be me. <laughs> Mo, don't say Goku. Nope. Nope. Um, do you know what? I think. So, does it have to be a specific character or can it be a. I a, guess the... um, a type of person? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. If it's if it's a type of person or a category, I think mine would be samurai. Okay. Just um, yeah, like samurai is just the notion of being a samurai, just being dedicated mm. to one thing, to like constantly and even even the thought of like constantly sharpening your sword is them ones where it's like um a short a sword isn't just sharpened by like scraping it on the thing but it's also sharpened by cutting from people mud um so yeah it's it's just the sword you know the ones there um and to that end characters like um was it samurai x yeah veronica kenshin yes and then we've got um afro samurai and then we've got um samurai shampoo mugen i believe Look, it wasn't the samurai though. It was more Jin. Was it? Is it Jin? Jin, Jin, Jin was an orthodox samurai. Yeah, Mugen Mugen wasn't was a samurai. Broke. He was yeah. rogue. He trained as a, well. He didn't train as a samurai. He had a samurai sword. He was rogue. Mugen must have trained in b boys. <laughs> <laughs> Mugen trained in survival. He was like, so long as I can swing this to survive. But the thing is, even Jin, with all of his orthodox samurai training, couldn't. It, like they were just on par. Yeah. And they had to team up to to like get the main samurai guy at the end. Yeah. Um, and it's it's characters like that that almost reinforce the samurai archetype for me, where it's like single-mindedness and sharpening that sword. Um, which even then made the bleach characters with their Zampak toes all the more appealing to mm. me. Mm-hmm. Um and Kenpachi, are you mutt? What? Finding out like Empachi like took the title from the other woman, I've forgotten her name. Yeah. Uh Yuroha. Unohana. Yonohana. Yeah. Yeah. Fam, when I saw the the pages of Unohana as Kempachi, yeah, fam, it spun me. I was like, I could not see her in this light until I actually saw the the, the manga pictures. It spun me. Um but yeah, it, it's that I think Kempachi really embodied it for me. And it's not so much of a position of dedication to, to a lord or a master, but it's like, I enjoy this. I am giving myself over to this. Mm. Um, and he's getting cut and he's laughing. Yes, I'm enjoying it. And it's just, yes. Yeah. I sound very, that, I sound like that, a masochist, but yeah. Well, the fact that um, Ichigo beat Kempachi doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. Anyway, the story, the story required it. Well, actually, you know what? <laughs> Plot Speaking logistics. about bleach, 
Speaking about Bleach, um, Shunsui Kuraka, oh my days, that guy was, he was the best. Who? Shunsui, um, Kuraka. Oh, oh, the twin, twin sword guy. Yes, mm. oh my days. His story was just so beautiful. I don't, why am I not surprised that you would like him? I'm not surprised at all. Good, good. Just got, got to stay on brand, you know? <laughs> everyone, everyone that was important to him kept on dying. And so he had to keep stepping up. He had to go and chase the babes. He had to live his life. His sword, his bank was just the sickest. Oh my gosh. Well, he was such a great character. Because he was such a good, he was such a good fighter. Remember when uh, he was fighting the, was it the Esparta? And the guy mentioned, oh, his left hand is a little bit slower. And he yeah. corrected it in the fight. It's yes. like, yo. <laughs> oh, 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 oh no, it wasn't that, it, it wasn't that he, it, um, he, he corrected it. He pretended that it was slower. That way, right, right, right. You catch him off guard. You catch him off guard, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, great. That comes like Killua from um, Hunter x Hunter. But yeah, that's the different. That's the different situation. Okay, just to round up, uh, favorite Bible character. Yeah, I've already said mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I've already said mine, Gideon, Gideon because of the uh, flaws, because he kept going back to God. Yeah. Do you know what? Mine, mine is James, the brother of John. Okay. And the reason I like him, which is mad, is he was one of the three that was in like the inner courts with Jesus, like one of the three disciples. But we don't actually know what he contributed to the damn team. Like, Wait, why does that make you his favorite? Why does it make him your favorite? As soon as Acts starts, Harold kills him. Yeah. Like he's, he's, and it makes me, it, it, it makes him my favorite because it's a real reminder to me that like my impact doesn't have to be broadcasted. Okay. Mm. So he, he, there was like a quietness to whatever he did that we, we will never know. Mm. Maybe when we get to heaven, we can like, oh, so James, what did you do? Um, but on this side, we we may never know. There may be documents that kind of document what he did and stuff, but like it was so quiet. But he was part of the three that followed Jesus everywhere and had that intimate relationship with him. But yet we don't know how he contributed. Mm, that's still fine. Still fine. I, I think for me, I think it has to be Moses. A yeah, I, I just really loved reading his, his journey of leading the Israelites and the ups and the downs and the frustrations and and like just and, and just the way he, he got to interact with God in all those different ways. Mm. And then at the end where he didn't get to get into the promised land, but God still showed it to him. Oh yeah. my days. Do you know what I've always I've always wrestled with with that. Um because I recognize that, yes, he made a mistake and he didn't get to enter the promised land. But when we read Exodus 3, God specifically says to Moses, well, the translations that I've read specifically said to Moses, you will lead my people out of Egypt. <laughs> like that, that was what God says, you will lead my people out of Egypt. He didn't say anything oh, about leading conditions. them into the promised land. conditions, you know. And I'm like, we just read it as, oh, you would need to yeah. be to the promised land. And and so it's like, what God had 
told him to do, he fulfilled it down to the T. But it also makes me realize that when God almost closes a door, he may close the door before the door is even opened, but there's a reason why that door is going to be closed when it is closed. And that reason may be something that I have done or situation or whatever, but there will be a reason. But yeah, like God didn't actually say that you will lead them into the promised land, just out of Egypt. And also, I love that it was God himself that buried Moses when he died. Mm. I thought that was really beautiful. I find it dope as well that Moses, like he knew that he weren't going to take him into take them into the promised land, but he still raised up the Joshua. Um, Car, if like to be honest, where I am right now, if God was like, you're about to die, train up this person to continue your work. Like, man, that man, figure out himself. <laughs> figure out yourself, man. How you mean? You're about to kill me, but you want me to train this guy? Nah, fam. Let him, let him struggle. Yeah, I had to struggle. Let him struggle. But he actually he took it on the chin, and he, he like he passed it on. He he ended. He finished his race well. Yeah. And gracefully as well. Yeah. Like, but he passed on gracefully. Yeah. Um, final question. Favorite characteristic of Jesus and and characteristic that you wish you most want to emulate? Mm. Not humility. Not ridiculous humility. Um, yeah. I think, I think for me, it's something that God is currently challenging me on is contentment in who I am not believing that I need X, Y, or Z in addition to to make myself feel good, but it's just, this is me. I mean, like, if if you're the second person in the Trinity, you can't really beat that, but um, <laughs> just, like, contentment in who I am. I just um, want to be the first person in the Trinity. Oh, that internal conflict. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I think just contentment. The, the, like him knowing who he is even whilst he had humbled himself and became human he still had that assurance as to this is who I am I think for me it's, it's his ability to know exactly the right thing to say or do because mm. you know, like we read what he said what he did you know the way he, he like rebuked the, the Pharisees um, but then when he met the woman at the well, he was able to talk to her in a way that inspires her enough to want to go and tell everyone about who she's yeah. seen. Um, you know, he, he, was, he was kind with some people, went to the temple, threw over everything. But everything that he said and he did, he was 100% correct in his action. Um, yeah. So if I could be 100% correct in every action I had, and every word that I spoke, you know, <laughs> life would be good. <laughs> you know, I, I don't think that would be a good thing, to be honest. <laughs> I, it, it would gas you so much. Knowing you, it would gas you so much. It, it would gas me and it would make me not have to think too hard because I know, oh yeah, this, this is the best thing to do in the situation. Yeah. I'll, just, I'll just coast through life. <laughs> you know what? The... The, the saying, Jesus, one of Jesus' answers that really strikes me and I really like would love to be in that space in, in, in relation to what you, you just mentioned, Robert, is when they try to uh, trap him with paying temple taxes, mm. with paying Caesar. And he was immediately able to discern, these guys are trying to trap me. And it's like, why are you trying to trap me? 
show me a Daenerys. Give unto Caesar what Caesar's and give unto God what's God's. I was like, yo. Like, what? <laughs> Rebuttal champion. Fam! Demo, that's, that's classic. Rebuttal game crazy. <laughs> that is mic drop situations right, right there where it's just like, what? What do you say after that? Mm-hmm. Just walk away. Fam! I'm walking away. Facts. But yeah, no, that's, this was good. Well, yeah, that was fun. Let's, let's round up. Hookups. Um, actually, okay. What you guys are thinking? Um, I think I'm going to hook up that um series, that detective crime series I was talking about. So it's the Grant County series, um, by um Karen Slaughter. Um, and the main character is a pediatrician who was attacked and so can't have any children of her own. Um, her, her her ex-husband is the head of the police force and they got divorced because he, because he slept with the sign maker's daughter and yeah and they and they live in Grant County which is I think it's in like South South North America in like Texas them areas there and then they they have adventures <laughs> adventures <laughs> they saw crimes <laughs> um, cool I'm gonna hook up one of my favorite YouTubers um, her name is Mayuko um, she does like uh, videos on. She she's a she's a coder. She's a programmer, so she does videos on like programming and getting into programming, learning to code and whatnot. But she's also recently started an interview series where she actually talks about. She talks to various people about like anything and everything. She talks to someone about creativity and making creativity like your um, source of income. She spoke to someone about dating and uh, dating in twenty twenty one. She, she also talked to someone about uh, recruitment and what recruiters are looking for. And it's based in America, but there are so many things that you can take from it for um, here or wherever you are. So, yeah, um, Mayuko Inoue, um, uh, yeah, check her out on YouTube. She's dope. Uh, I've got a podcast for you, man. Um, um, I, think, I think Peter will like this one. It's called... Um, stoic coffee break. Okay. Stoic coffee break. So they, the guy who's going through it literally just takes like a stoic thought. I think it's a daily thing. And he tries to explain it within like five to six minutes and give examples and stuff. Um, and it's, it's interesting to kind of read and it's just trying to... Um, yeah, so one of them's like, um, what do you control? Um, just really thinking through what you can control, what you can't control, and being content and comfortable with letting go of what you can't control and mm-hmm. focusing more so on what you can control. Um, just reflections and stuff. I've listened to a few of them, and they're literally like two minutes through to six minutes long. Um, yeah, there's like perfectionism, can't escape yourself, um, a brief existence. There was, there was one that do what you can. Do what you can versus like in a situation, what, what can I actually do? Let me focus on that. Um, yeah, there, there's a few and it was, it was all right. Because it's only five minutes long, it's, it's not too much of an investment. Your tolerance for podcasts is so, at least it's consistent. 
<laughs> this is two minute, one minute, thirty seconds. Oh, but do you know what? Yeah, there's, there was a podcast I was actually going to hook up, but I'm sitting on this podcast because it's yo, and that podcast runs. Sometimes it runs to like an hour, fifty minutes, and I'm I, I'm glued to it, and I like I almost mm-hmm. always listen to it in one sitting, and I go through like two, three episodes every week. Um, that's that's the one. Ep- um, podcast that i've got a, a higher tolerance for um i've listened to like two episodes in a day before um just yeah I'll, I'll, I'll hook you man up with it right afterwards but the listeners may have to wait for a little piece <laughs> cool. all right cool let's round up shout out to reach for the intro outro music come on the instagram tbs furnace you can find us, you can email us at tbsfurnishoutworld.com. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash Blacks Furnace No Apostrophe on all good podcasts, the websites and apps, including iTunes and Spotify, the Blacks and Furnace with No Apostrophe. That's it. Um, I want to shout out as well. Um, this is not, oh, it's kind of a hookup, but I want to shout out um, PR, the podcast producer. What? What? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Peter, the podcast producer. Eh? That's, you, that That's you, Peter. That's you, Peter. That's you. If you, man, if you, man, have a podcast that you, man, are running and you, man, want to put in that work, obviously, you, man, can already hear the audio levels, the quality and everything there. You, man, want to put in that work. Like, it's, it's, it's big things. Like, my organization uses Peter, the podcast producer. Come on. So, yeah. yeah that's that's dope. Dope. Wow. Um, so yeah and if you say if you, if, you, if, if you if your um if your title of the subject of the email is tbf furnace or something like tbf and that you might get you can look with this guy you never know you might get so you might not so don't <laughs> don't get upset if you don't but, but you might get a little something yeah just tbf about your TBF something might come your way you might get a little discount but if you don't race just pay the money I appreciate that cool well I guess this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out blah